What's up, everybody? It's Alex Chadwick, and uh, you're tuned into the So Dope Radio Podcast, or Podcast Radio, whatever you want to call it, you know what I mean? But um, this is my very first episode. I'm so excited. Um, I just can't wait to start talking about some of these issues, man. You know what I mean? Like, this is my first episode. I'm excited. Um, I'm going to hold y'all with all that, uh, all that introductional stuff, you know what I mean? Y'all don't need to know all that stuff. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just go right into the topics. But before I do, I do have a little introductory piece. And part of that is telling y'all, you know, giving a disclaimer that, look, everything that I say on here, every opinion, every view, it comes from me. <clears throat> um, I do not uh, represent any company, any organization, any entity. You know what I mean? Like everything that I say is my own spin, my own take, uh, my own opinion. You might see me evaluate some um, some data or better get some articles or something in the current events. But, you know, everything that I'm doing, I'm representing myself. Um, I consider myself a sole proprietor in this podcast uh, show. <clears throat> so excuse me for clearing my throat so much, but thank y'all for joining, man. I'm gonna just jump right on in it. This is the first episode. And the name of this episode is uh, I titled it um, is silence violence. And what the F is allyship, right? So, <clears throat> These topics, the things that I'm going to be talking about is dynamic and it's layered. You know what I mean? Like I want to use this platform <clears throat> to talk about um, things with as much of objectivity as I possibly can. You know, with much of an open mind as I can. Um, this show came about by me just doing a bunch of live Facebook videos and talking about some issues. And people are like, yo, man you need to do a podcast. And I was like, okay, whatever. And at the, t and to be honest, I wasn't really listening to podcasts like that, but I started exploring the podcast world and being a uh, hip hop rapper musician. Um, I always engineered my own stuff. I always had equipment and, you know, means to do a podcast. Um, so this is where I'm at right now. Um, and I want to use this platform to bring different angles uh, to bring some ob objectivity to a lot of issues, um, believe it or not. Um, and every show, I'm going to vote myself either Uncle Tom or I'm going to vote myself um, a black nationalist. You know, I joke about that, but I'm really serious about it because some people might come on here and, th and they make some horrible assumptions about what they think I might say about certain issues. Right. They just might think. So, yeah, the title is um, it's Silence, Violence and What the F. WTHF, what the F is a uh, is an allyship, right? Right now in the death um, in, in the world, you know, the world is on fire, you know, and we're not just talking about builders and property. We're talking about the hearts and minds of people are on fire right now. You know what I mean? It just feels different right now. Um, there are protests all over the world. Like, I don't know if we've ever seen it like this before. I mean, across the world in countries that you wouldn't even... You know what I mean? You wouldn't even think twice about, you know what I mean? But there are people all over the world. The world is literally on fire. Hearts and minds are on fire. People are are protesting and marching and, and pushing for a cause um, based on watching a man on live media um, die. And his name is Mr. George Floyd. Um, you know, I watched the video twice. Uh I made a mistake of watching it the first time. Um, and the second time I watched it was because, excuse me, the second time I watched it was solely because somebody put out on social media, like a long laundry list of, um, 
of things that were going on in there that just seems weird, you know, like some conspiracy theory stuff. So me being labeled a conspiracy theorist, I went in to look at the video the second time um, and happened to debunk a lot of the the items that they had on the list about what was going on in this video. You know what I mean? Um, but nonetheless, that video was really hard to watch. You know, when you watch that video, I mean, the fact that this man was, um, was, cr was, was crying out for his mother who, what I've learned has been deceased. It's heartbreaking, you know, <clears throat> and the fact that we got to watch a man die, you know, this is not the first person I've seen murdered or died on live media. Um, it was heartbreaking. You know what I mean? Regardless of what he did at that time from the video, you can see he was clearly detained and apprehended and arrested and he was no longer a threat to the officers. Um, I don't have answers to all of that, but I do know that it affected me in a way that, um, you know, it gets, it gets me reflecting about my own, about my own mortality. You know what I mean? I think about that a lot some days, you know, my mortality and what happens to me, you know, when I'm out in the community, you know, could that be, could, that could have been me. You know what I mean? I always think about that. Um, but we can't bring Mr. George Floyd back because he is, gone he's no longer with us at this point uh, but the video is heartbreaking I mean if anybody with a sense of humanity a sense of compassion they would that would affect them you know what I mean I don't care what color you are I don't care if you white if you black if you Chinese it doesn't matter if you seen that video that had to strike something in you that was super heartbreaking you know what I mean um, so in the light of all this you know I'm going to be talking about a lot of episodes that may deal with some of the issues that's coming out of this. Um, a lot of stuff going to be informative. A lot of stuff I'm going to just talk about that's going to be my opinion from my experience and from my view, you know what I mean? From my balance of things. Um, so, uh, so there's a phrase, right? I, I wrote this out um, into the title of this particular episode, my very first episode. And I, I, I pondered over it at least for the whole week, right? And I'm looking at it and and I, I seen this this meme on, on social media and it said um, silence is violence. Right. This is what I seen. It was just a meme. Some people were putting it on signs and stuff like this at protest. And I was like, silence is violence. Right. And I looked at that and I said, what in the what? And it, it was it was kind of triggering for me because I was like, OK, what does this actually mean? Now, I know what's implied, but I was like. What is what is what is actually meant by that? Now, before I go into that, I want to talk about the second half of the title of this, and then I'll go into the whole silence is violence thing. Right. So moving out here to the northwest, I swear, y'all, <clears throat> I spent 14 years in the military. Um, You know, I've been around the world. I lived on both sides of the world. I don't I don't encounter all kind of cultures. Right. And I did not hear the word ally used in the way that it's used now and in, in, in the social uh, justice uh, arena, I haven't heard that until I moved out here. So this whole ally thing has always been new to me. Right. Um, and when it comes to, uh, you know, dealing with systemic and institutionalized racism, you know, for me, I don't need allies. I need activists. Right. Um you know, I got to ask myself, so who defines what an ally is and, you know, who writes the, the rules of engagement 
for these allies, right? Like where are the rules of engagement for these allies? Um, anybody that knows, you know, when you hear the word ally, uh, when you come in from a military aspect, you're talking about, you know, you have an ally uh, against a common enemy, you know? So I, I'm assuming that's what's implied with that, right? Um, you know, just like, um, just like the United States has a common enemy or has a, has an, has an ally in, in Saudi Arabia and a common, common, common enemy with, uh, with Iran. Right. So we know these things. So, you know, I'm looking at it from a military aspect, like, all right, this is, this is interesting. But then as time starts going on, you know, the past few years, I'm like, what does this really mean? And who writes the rules of engagement for these people, man? You know what I mean? Like who actually gives them the blueprint, who gives them the, the operational orders of what an ally is, right? Um, it sounds good, but I heard someone say, they say, I need activists, not allies. Um, so this is going to kind of segue into the whole thing about the, the meme that I was talking about a couple minutes ago about is silence. I mean, you know, silence is violence. And I put it in a question mark, like is silence really violent violence? You know, like I said, I saw it on social media. Um, and within the same week, I saw it in a prominent place that I happened uh, to frequent. Um, and to be honest, I don't know if it's my me being a, a marketing major um, and being able to, to and, and being able to see a phrase like that and looking at it and saying, man, like, you know, I'm looking at the communication and the messaging in it. I'm looking at what it triggers in me. You know what I mean? But just seeing that phrase silence is violence is so cutting. You know what I mean? You're going to have a response to it. Um and I looked at all the implications with, with, with that particular phrase. Right. Silence is violence. Um, now, one, what I think the popular implication of it means is um, it means that, you know, that if a person and we're talking about mainly an ally, i.e. a white person, you know, what I mean, if a white person is silent at the moment, does it really mean that they're OK with what happened? So so silence is violence is being that particular phrase is being pushed out into the world as being, um, if you are quiet, then you are, um, you are, in, um, implicit to that. Like, like you agree with that. You know what I mean? So I put it in a question form, like, does, is that what that really means? My opinion means no. Right. And I'm going to tell you some reasons why here in a minute. <clears throat> so that's the, that's what I assume is the main implication here is that silence is violence, meaning that if you're a white person or a non-person of color and you are considering yourself an ally, then here we go. Um, if you consider yourself an ally, then if you are quiet, that means that you agree with what happened to George Floyd or any injustice in the world or in this country when it comes to people of color. I don't agree with that. Secondly, now, there's some people that can be triggered by this particular phrase. Right. And take it totally left field. I mean, like entirely left field where they might say, well, are you saying that because I'm silent, that means that I'm going to have violence in the form of retaliation on me? I know it sounds absurd. Y I know it sounds crazy, but everybody doesn't think the same. Everybody doesn't move the same. Everybody doesn't um, agree on the same things like we all come from different backgrounds and environments. We all have different kind of experiences and traumas and, 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 and things like that. And it is not ridiculous to think that 
that someone would actually take that farm. Like they would be like, look, they telling me that if I'm quiet, then there's possible retaliation on me and violence. Right. And again, that could be my, my marketing. Uh, <laughs> that could be my marketing major communications way of thinking of things sometimes, but I'm looking at it from a different angle because I know people feel like that. Like what you saying, if I'm silent, you're going to bring, you're going to bring retaliation on me in a form of violence. Like what, what, what the hell does that mean? You know what I mean? So when we looking at this, you know, this messaging of what we want to do in the, in the, in the, in the black community or the, the people of color arena, you know, what are we messaging? You know what I mean? Cause I can tell you that silence is violent stuff. I never heard that until this week. And for me, it's super cutting. It's very provoking. Um, and it is targeted and people may know what's implied by it. It, the people that people may know what's implied by it depends on what circle you in. Like I said, I just gave two examples. You know, it could imply that, Hey, if you're silent at the moment, um, then that means you must agree with what happens. And then another one is, look, if you say that I'm silent and I, and that means I must agree with whatever happened, then you're going to incite violence on me and retaliation. That can mean that I know this sounds crazy guys, but listen, I've been talking to enough people that, feel certain ways about certain things. I'm just being real about it. Right. I'm just being real about it. Like this could be very provoking and it can be taken in so many different ways. Um, so as far as messaging goes and how we trying to communicate to people outside of the, 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 the um, outside of the black community, of course it could be provoking. You know what I mean? I have I have mixed feelings about it. I think I'm split 50, 50 down about this phrase and how we're using it and communicating uh, what we want our so-called allies to do. Right. Um, so it brings me to my next point. Like we have made it and, and, and don't get me wrong. The things that I'm talking about, y'all, like people are not, this is not going to be a popular view by a lot of people. Some people are going to agree with me. Some people are not going to agree with me. That's why I said like at the end of all these shows that I do, I'm probably going to say, um, I'm probably going to vote whether or not I was Uncle Tom or I was the black nationalist on the show. You know what I mean? So I'm going to go I'm going to go back and forth with that in my head. But these are not popular stances. These are not popular views. And I'm not saying it to trigger or troll anyone. Honestly, I'm giving you my honest perspective. You don't have to agree at all. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm just giving my honest perspective and trying to be as objective as possible about it and not even really to play devil's advocate. You know, this is really how I feel. So we have made it extremely difficult for these white people, for the allies, right? We've made it extremely, extremely difficult for them to uh, communicate and engage in our cause, right? There's some people, listen, there's some people that's going to get out there. They're going to get up. They're going to stand up and they're going to be outspoken about the injustices towards uh, black people and black community. You know, that's just that's just a given. Some of those people have that gift. Some of those people have those emotions that um, empower them and 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 trigger them to to get up and just do it. You know what I mean? Um, and then some people don't have it. There's some people. Listen, this is what I want people to understand. There's people that's actually in the middle of this. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking about black people. I'm talking about white people. You know, there are white people stressed out trying to figure out whether or not they should speak or be quiet. Right now. This is an important topic to talk about because it really depends on the person and or the day, right? 
That's why I don't think the silence is violence. Communication out to our allies is appropriate. You know what I mean? Now, that particular that particular phrase fits perfect with someone who is um, um, maliciously and racially biased. Right. Those people that have uh, um, <clears throat> ill intent and, and malicious intent to 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 um, to be racist, to to despair against another uh, uh, community. Those people are we know we know they are those people. But what I'm saying is our allies who we call our allies, these white people that really want to support or engage in the cause. There are people that are 50, 50, right? And here's why we've made it a, a damn trigonometry problem for white people to try to figure out whether they want to speak to us and about us and our issues or be quiet. And they are stressed out about it. And I've talked to people about this and I've had people tell me, you know what, man, it don't even matter. It don't matter. Let them stress out. So I'm like, OK, what do we want them to do? That's why I said what defines the ally and who are who's writing these rules of engagements? You know what I mean? Like, how are they supposed to operate? So when someone says silence is violence, if I'm one of those people who don't know whether I should speak or not, I'm confused. Right. At the end of the day, honestly, man, I wish. We had a central headquarters, black people or the black community or whatever. I wish we had a central headquarters um, where white people at where white allies can go <laughs> um, a website or, or some leader or something somewhere. They can go an app that tells you that will give them the green and or the red light on how they should respond when it comes to engaging and supporting our issues in the black community. Right. So it's a communication thing. You know, it honestly really depends on the person and or the day. You know, because here's the truth, y'all. Some people might say, hey, I want to, um, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and speak out for these people. And then on that day or that person, they might be like, look, I don't need you to say nothing about us. I don't need you to stand up for us. We we got this. We could do this our damn selves. You know what I mean? That person might run into that. But then on another day and or another person. Right. They might not say anything. And the person's going to be like, oh, I see you. You silent. You feel what I'm saying? Silence is violence. Like you implicit with all this. Like you, you wanted all this to happen. You wish you could conspire to make it happen. You know what I mean? Like, and it becomes very difficult for white people. Now, when people hear this podcast, when people hear me talking about this, they're going to have some feelings about what I'm saying. And all I'm saying is how do we flesh this out? How do we, how do we communicate to our white allies or white people of how we want them to actually engage in our struggle? Because it builds tension like it causes tension in certain situations when there's some people who feel like, hey, you should speak up. And then there's some people's like, yo, shut the hell up. We don't want y'all speaking for us. So what are we communicating to these people? You know, especially in places uh, in places of employment. You know what I mean? In your neighborhoods, <clears throat> in your churches. You know what I mean? What are we what are we communicating to them? You know what I mean? Nobody's really telling them what the answer is. And that's why I say it's so difficult. It's so layered. It all depends on the person and or the day. You know what I mean? So it's, it's important that we talk about this because, you know, I'm not saying that we have to communicate this to some white people that are super narcissistic, that are super racist, biased, right? Malicious intent. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the people who are willing that have the heart to come stand shoulder to shoulder with us and support us in these issues because they don't believe that it's right. 
we need to be able to communicate to them. Do we want them to say something or do we want them to be quiet? Because if you come to me right now, if anybody got any questions, if anybody come to me right now, be like, hey, hey, Alex, man, look, bro. Uh, you know, we don't want them talking about our issues. You know what I'm saying? We don't want them speaking up for us and all this. You know what I mean? You know, okay. All right. So if that's the case, I don't need you doing the tagline of silence is violence. You know, if you don't need them talking, I don't want you to go on the other side and say, well, silence is violence. And then you got some people that do the total opposite. You know what I mean? Like y'all need to just, you know, y'all need to, y'all need to be saying something. Y'all need to be saying something. So what do we have? What can we do? What can we do? Like I said, it's going to change from the day to the weather, to the person of color, honestly. And some people don't want to hear that, but we have to address that. It really all depends on who you're talking to, what their experiences are, what they, what they've done in their lives is what's going to dictate and what's going to come out of the, 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 the conversations of whether or not these white people and these allies should speak for us or not. That's what's really going to happen. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, what can we do? What do we need to do? Look, the world is huge, right? Everybody's on board with all the protesting and all that stuff. But we have to start in our own influential circles, right? To be honest, some people might say, well, why don't white people just ask? black people or people of color with these social justice issues, what they should do. Right. And even when they ask, it's still going to depend on, it's still going to depend on, um, um, you know, the person in the other day. Right. So we have to look at our circle of influence, where we at, whether it be in your churches, whether it be in your places of employment, your neighborhoods, your communities and say, we got to be very intentional and consistent with the message that we're sending to people that are not of color. Right. We're going to be emotional. We're going to be human, you know, depending on how inflamed we are at that time, based on whatever issue there is. Some people are going to be like, man, F white people. I don't want them. I don't want them nowhere around me. I don't want to talk about them. I don't want them to talk about me. You know what I mean? They could be really, really inflamed. However, we got to figure out what's the message we want to send in our communities to these people that are not of color. Right. Like I said, there are folks that will that that are bold. You know, they're going to jump out and be bold and speak up and speak out about the issues that are ailing not only the black community, but just in the world in general. And then there are some who have well intentions. Right. Real good intentions. They want to do the work. They want to be allies. But their apprehensions on whether or not they should speak because a person of color tell them that they don't they probably had the experience of speaking out and have been um, and has and ha and and have been has been um, reprimanded to not speak. So we need to be on the same page, folks. You know what I mean? Like we, 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 we looking outwardly, right? But we got some things that this is one of the issues that we got to fix. So if you are part of organizations, if you are part of, um, you know, workplace groups, um, you know, resource groups in your workplace, church, community, wherever you at. I want people, if you listen and I want you to really think about this, you know, right. And I want you to go back to those groups and explain this to them. I'm talking about people of color, explain to them, like, what are we communicating and how are we messaging this? Like, we know we're emotional about it. We know how this affects the, 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 the community, but are we really reaching these people? Do we really want them to speak for us or do we not? You know what I mean? That's what we need to figure out. 
So we got to be intentional. We got to be consistent. You know what I mean? Like the message that we send into these people, because there are a lot of people, white people who are allies in this work of social justice, who at this point, they don't know what they should do or what even they should say. It's like almost like they damn if they do and they damn if they don't. So all the people that want to talk tough and think they got all the answers and the solutions to all the problems, these people, I want you to tell me what, what, what should we do? What should we do to solve this issue? Because it is an issue, you know, because if a person is, when you putting out stuff that say silence is violence and someone who really cares is afraid to say something because they want to respect the space. Right. And they don't want to be reprimanded because they don't feel like they have a say so in that right now. I want y'all to tell me what we got to do with that. You know what I mean? What are we supposed to do with that? You know, I really wanted to talk about this in depth because this is an issue that we're not exploring in certain circles. You know what I mean? Um, it may be explored in, in, in some circles, but it's not a widespread thing where we're saying everybody stand up or everybody sit down and don't say nothing, particularly to the black ally uh, family. Like, what are we, what are we telling these people? You know what I mean? Like, that's how important this is. Like, that's how, how imperative it is that we make sure that we are sending a message. We don't have one leader or one system that all this social justice stuff just trickles down. You know, there's certain movements out there. There's certain people doing certain things in the community, but we don't have this, 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 this wizard of eyes of, uh, of this wizard of eyes of color. That's going to come down and tell us how we need to communicate this. And we can't even take, we, we shouldn't even take the approach of hey, you know what? Um, I don't care what white people think, but then you go around and go to another circle and be like, well, why aren't they saying anything? This can be very detrimental in places like religious places, like churches and or especially the workplace. Right. When people, you know, white, I know some good white people, people that I would risk my life for. Right. I would risk my life for them, but they are stressed out. They stressed out because they don't know what the hell y'all want us to do. Alex, I'm like, man, look, bro. I tell you, if you want to speak out for this cause, speak out for this cause. Everything helps. You know, it shows humanity. It shows unity. It shows that you care if that's what you really want to do. I say speak out. You know what I mean? Do do whatever you feel like you need to do. But as a community, we we in these circles or these environments and regions that we are in, we need to be telling these white people, yo, what y'all want? What do we want them to do? Do we want them to shut the hell up or do we want them to say something? Because that's causing a whole different issue. And then we get reactive and we put out something that says silence is violence, which I told you can be misconstrued in two different ways and maybe even more. But I know that that messaging, that communication to whoever's outside of the the the, the people of color is going to be very provoking. And it can go either way. You know what I mean? So all I'm saying is let's be intentional. Let's be consistent, man. You know, with the message that we're giving people. You feel me? Um Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that to people that are not a cover. Let's be intentional. Let's be consistent. You know, let's let these folks know. Look, man, if you don't say nothing, you can ex you can still express your support, but you ain't got to get out and be all rah rah. But if you want to get out and be out all rah rah, then get out and be all rah rah. I'm 100 percent OK with that, you know, me personally. But my charge is not to the white people or the, the white allies, per se, it's to the people of color who 
we have not given a guideline. Like if we got allies, what do we expect them to do? At least I haven't seen anything like it. And if there is something, we're not talking about it. You feel me? We're not talking about it. So, you know, this is my first podcast, man. I just want to talk about that issue. I wanted to do that, uh, you know, get some of those issues out. But at the, it's always, you know, I always try to give a challenge. Like now I'm going to be challenging folks. If you're a person of color and you listening to this, right? I'm challenging you right now to go back to whatever your organization is, to go back to your churches, your neighborhoods. I'm challenging you to um, go to those resource groups or wherever, you know, different groups inside of your employment or your workplace. And I want you to say <clears throat> what, you know, ask the question, what message are we sending to our white allies that are here with us that is doing the work? Because here's the thing, man, we all saw the video, right? And we, we should not be, um, marginalizing or minimizing someone's humanity because they may not be saying nothing at that time. You know what I mean? Because what I've seen it, what I've seen in social media is actually pretty sad over the past week or so, two weeks. It's like they feel like, oh, if you my friend and you ain't, if you ain't saying nothing, right? If you my friend and you ain't saying nothing, then that means that you okay with it. And then they say, well, all white people are the same. You know what I mean? Like, like all y'all the same. F them, all of them are the same. And that's not really the case. You know what I mean? Like there's some people who really care that really want to get out there and support us, but we are making it hard for them to engage at times. I'm not saying it's a mass majority of people that feel like that, but I can tell you one thing. There are people that feel like that. And some of those people may have some serious influence on what they can actually do for some of these social justice movements. So, we got to go back. We got to be consistent. We got to be intentional. What the hell do we want these so-called allies to do? I don't even like the word ally, bro. I don't even like it. You feel me? I hate the word ally. Um, but I do like the word activist. So from now on, we don't need no allies. We need activists. Right. And in the, in the, in the, in the communities of color and in these situations and in these groups and communities of people, we need to be able to be very, very clear, you know, um, Cause so much is happening right now. And I believe in love. I believe in unity. Um, and I think, I think that we could come together and make some serious progress. Um, even though I deal with the duality of actually not believing that we can actually have peace just based on systemic and institutionalized stuff, but we're so polarized, you know what I mean? We're Democrats, Republicans, we're Muslims, we're Christians, we're all this and we're pulling towards one side, but what's the solution? How do we get past this? You know what I mean? Like, so this might sound like it's one sided. Like I'm the, you know, some people are going to come on here and I'm gonna be honest with you. Some people going to come on here and they're going to take this as, yo, he defending, he defending white people. You ain't supposed to be defending white people. And to be honest in our community or in our community, if you don't agree with everybody that look like you, then you're going to be, you're going to be outcast. You're going to have a problem with some of the people in that group. I'm not afraid of that. And that's why I'm talking about this issue. I'm not afraid of that. There may be some people that's tuning in that may never listen to me again because of what I'm saying. However, I'm going to challenge them to really think about what I'm saying and that this is a logical and objective approach. This is actually happening. The duality of these people that we consider our allies who are doing a lot of the work with us, who care and support and want to see these these scales of um, justice be balanced. We got to be more clearer. And we got to find a way to communicate this and push this out to as many people and places that we possibly can so that the people that may be on the fence 
who can also join a movement and have impact can have that opportunity. So we got to not stop making it difficult. So I'm just being honest about it. Nobody got to believe me or believe in what I'm saying. I'm just challenging it out there. So we always go end on a positive note. Um, love is real. You know what I mean? Find a way to foster that unity, you know, and love everywhere you are. Like some people just don't have it in their heart to love and that's fine, but don't be afraid to speak up right. When you see injustice and when you see despair, you know, seek to find true balance. You know, don't just say, don't just stay in your box and talk to people who will only validate and, 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 and validate what you feel and what you believe. You know what I mean? To grow, we must challenge ourselves, you know, to grow. We must challenge ourselves. You can't pull a diamond out without pressure. Is that right? <laughs> say that right. I don't know. I'll be using some, some metaphors. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But on a positive note, love is real. Find a way to foster the unity and love. Try to love everywhere y'all at. We're going to be angry, guys. Uh, I don't want to say angry, but we're going to be full of emotions. We're going to be living a human experience. We might say some things. We might see some things. We might do some things that maybe later we regret. Or we might do some things that might not even be right. But based on emotion, this is, you know, we're doing them. But now all I'm trying to say is let's think about why we're doing them. Who's being affected and what's the impact. Now, as we go forward into the So Dope show, um, some of these issues are going to be very challenging to all different races, creeds, colors, and cultures. So uh, I want people to just get ready. So thank y'all, man. I'm going to end the show on this note. Positivity. Let's be clear and intentional in our communication to our so-called allies. Um, and let's try to figure out a better way to come together, have unity, send one harmonized message to our communities. And let's try to move forward, man. Let's love each other. Um, and this is really all I got. So peace and blessing. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace of God be upon you all. Um, I really appreciate y'all tuning in to my podcast. Please share. OK, even if you ain't like what I said today, please share, because there may be somebody that be interested in what I'm saying. And that can also make a, a huge impact in their communities. So thank you very much. Love is real. Find a way to foster unity and love everywhere. Peace and blessings, y'all. I'm out of here.